0: Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, our 2018 presenting sponsor. Talent matters, whether you're on the court, in the courtroom, or even in a podcast studio. Nobody knows that better than ZipRecruiter. They develop powerful matching technology for hiring. You no longer have to wait for the right candidates to find you. ZipRecruiter finds them for you. It's the smartest way to hire. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Let's also talk about Credit Karma. When's the last time you checked your credit scores? They may change more often than you think. Know where you stand now, not a year ago. Credit Karma, here to help. It's always free. There's no catch, no credit card needed. Just go to creditkarma.com or download the Credit Karma app now. And finally, the all-new BMW X3 was engineered for those who share the desire of more. With the level of performance you can expect from B- BMW, like the iDrive 6.0, safety features like active blind spot detection and lane keeping assistant, and next generation xDrive intelligent all-wheel drive, the all-new BMW X3 built to handle whatever road, terrain, or adventure is ahead. No matter what, come and test drive the all-new BMW X3 at your local BMW center today. BMW only makes one thing: the ultimate driving machine. I love BMWs. Hey, ringer.com. I have a column. I did the playoff gambling manifesto 5.0. It's been 12 years since I wrote the last one. The NFL got super weird. Now it's not quite as weird. So you can read that as well as uh, my round one picks and the explanations for them and a whole bunch of other stuff coming up. Mike Francesa. I think we're calling my dad first Pearl Jam. Every Friday throughout the playoffs, the hibernating New York City radio legend, Mike Francesa, planning his next move. We don't know what it is yet, but right now he's going to give his picks and talk about Jimmy G with me. How are you?
1: I'm fine. Well rested from uh, the Florida golf courses, now up in the brutal cold of the Northeast. Just terrible, but we'll have the... Playoffs to uh, warm the cockles of my heart. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm glad we finished the season uh, on a winning note. Plus, when uh, Jimmy G. Locke came through, as we told you, the Rams were going to tank and they tanked and it didn't even work for them. It it shows you (laughs) it doesn't work. The tanking Rams did not get what they wanted. They tanked and it still didn't work out because they did not get what they wanted. They did not want to go to Minnesota. They did not want to have the playoffs set up the way they're set up now, but it just shows it doesn't work out the way you design it. But more than that, the saga of Jimmy G, he did something that has never ever been accomplished before by anybody in this league and that is he may finally be the person who took down by every report took down the Patriots because now we are into all kinds of intrigue, all kinds of skullduggery about trades and backdoor deals and, and whether or not whether or not we have anything left in the dynasty. So this must be a very tough time for you.
0: But, <laughs> I just want to remind everyone, we won five Super Bowls. So we were in the gravy stretch of this whole this whole run. Like ESPN's headline was, you know, could this be the beginning of the end of the dynasty? And, and Brady's 40, Belichick's 65, and Kraft's 76. Like we kind of knew it was going to head this way. The part, The part I didn't understand, and which makes no sense to anything that has happened in the last 17 years, is if Kraft told... Belichick to trade Jimmy G, which is what this story basically says, that doesn't fly with anything that's happened in the entire time I've been following the Belichick Patriots. Kraft has never told Belichick what to do. Do you believe that part of the story?
1: I find it hard to believe. I do know that something happened here because they loved Garoppolo. Everything we heard was how much they loved Garoppolo. They had found their future. And you knew that Tom thought he would play forever. Tom not only thinks he's going to live forever, Tom thinks he's going to play forever, which is something that Belichick's always thought quarterbacks don't live past 40, which is the conventional wisdom in the NFL. It's always been the conventional wisdom. And he hasn't played great this year. You know what? It's an amazing thing. He's done enough. In this very weird NFL season, to be voted the MVP, but let's be honest, down the stretch he has not been great. Uh, you know, he he's done enough to win these games, but he has not been Brady-like in a lot of these games.
2: I agree. And
1: he has shown his age in some of these games. He really has, especially whenever anybody has put any pressure on him. But. That's what you would expect from a quarterback his age. You would expect the things you're seeing. The thing that is so is so intriguing here is what you said, is that would Kraft impose his will for Tom? Would Tom go to Kraft? Yes. Would Kraft impose his will on Belichick, or were there other things at work here, like Belichick moving on or something like that? We'll have to wait and see, because it, it got very weird. I don't believe... That's hard to believe. Also hard to believe is they ever offered him the amount of money that has been quoted in the story A backup getting that, because that would have signaled to Tom that he's the future, which would have driven Tom crazy. All the stuff about Tom and Garoppolo is predictable, just like it was with Montana and yep. Steve Young. These guys don't want to see or help their next guy when they saw the real guy show up, when Young showed up, Montana knew what it was. When Garoppolo showed up, Brady knew what it was. He knew, here's the guy. Here's the guy that can replace me. And that's what caused the tensions. Forget the trainer. The the trainer, to to quote a godfather scene, the trainer is small potatoes, okay? The real crux of the matter is here is that Brady finally saw his replacement in flesh and bone. Engineer him being gone is another question.
0: And you left out a crucial part of this. Once upon a time, Brady was Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: Yes, he He, was. He, in 2001. He was scorned.
1: Yeah. He's never gotten over being replaced by Drew Henson at Michigan as a senior. Right. He's never gotten over that scar his whole life. It's actually driven him. It's actually what has fueled the Brady phenomenon. It made him work hard, it made him go from being the worst. Bodied quarterback to ever come through an NFL draft ever. I know guys who did that. One of my best friends in the world, Dr. Steve O'Brien, who was family, said he was the worst looking quarterback prospect I ever gave a physical to. And he came. He became Tom Brady because he worked and he lifted and he did everything he had to do and threw a thousand passes a day. And he became Tom Brady, was driven by that failure or driven by that benching. And it made him who he was. It's, it's it's what drives him today. Brady is driven. But you know what? Anyone who accomplishes anything is driven. Right. Being driven is what makes you accomplish things.
0: Right. And, what, and having an ego is one of the reasons that you become Anormous, successful. And Norm Brent so,
1: taught me many, many years ago. When I was a young kid, he said, show me talent that doesn't have an ego and I'll show you bad talent.
0: Let me throw a theory that's basically a twist of what we read in that piece. Because I don't believe Kraft told Belichick to trade him. I, I just don't believe it. I don't believe Belichick would do it. I think he would rather quit over do something because the owner told him to do that. And by the way, this is how Kraft got into trouble twenty plus years ago with Parcells, and yeah. he learned his lesson. And he was always after that. You know, I hire these people; they do what they think. Here is what I think happened, and I th- and I do think Belichick realized that he had to trade Jimmy for a variety of reasons. I think we had talked about it before that. Back in April, when he had a chance to trade him, he's looking at the finish line with Brady. He's looking at the next 15 years potentially with Garoppolo, who everybody thinks is going to be really good and who proved that he was really good. And he was basically took the wait-and-see approach. I'm going to give this one more year. I expect Brady to probably have some attrition. And eventually, this will move toward Jimmy G being the guy. Here's the problem with that. First of all, as you said, Brady... New from 2001. He knows what it's like to be the other guy. But then, second, you know, Brady's 40 years old. He's also has nothing in common with basically anybody in that locker room anymore. He's much older than everyone else on the team, except for maybe two or three guys. Jimmy G learned from him, he's in there every day. He's the first guy to leave, uh, first guy to show up, last guy to leave, just like Brady was. He's hanging out with the offensive lineman, just like Brady used to in two thousand two. He's throwing to all the receivers all the time, just like Brady did. And Brady's a massive celebrity. Brady's doing the TB twelve thing. He's in and out. He's he's basically kind of ascended the team. He almost became too famous to hang out with these guys day in day out. And I think Garoppolo is really starting to win the locker room over. And my theory is that this was really starting to bother Brady and the reason Belichick made this trade wasn't because Kraft told him to. I think he saw that there was a real locker room problem that was brewing and as you know from Belichick anytime there's a problem anytime he sees something that he thinks is going to affect the team the season, the Super Bowl chase, whatever he cuts it. He gets rid of it and he obviously looked at this and thought that he had to trade Jimmy when he did. What do you think of that theory?
1: I think this a lot of points that are probably good. I don't know if he would, if he did try to keep him and offer him a deal that he could live with, one that Brady couldn't have lived with, and whether or not he thought, I'll take Brady short-term versus Garoppolo long-term. I don't know if Belichick's thinking long-term anymore. I don't know what he's thinking about the future, so I can't answer that part. It's fascinating what happened here. What we do know is he thought he had a guy who could become a top-ten player. We all know that. I heard that. Long before he yeah, traded them, me too. We knew that. Everyone knew it. Who knew anything about what was coming out of there? How good they thought the kid was. Then they had passed on many deals because they wanted to keep them. Then they wound up giving them away. We thought because the kid turned down a contract which was far bigger than we ever thought could ever have been offered to him. Never thought it was anything like what the rumors are. Still don't know if that's accurate because it seems to be to be I I
0: don't know if that's accurate either. I I, I
1: find that to be extreme, the amount of money. But bottom line is, from there, it's fascinating, and I agree with a lot of the stuff. He always, always had a relationship with Shanahan. He sent it to Shanahan. He sent them to Shanahan. I believe that part. I think that's part's true. He also did uh, make up with the Colts. Over, and Parcells had a part of that with Brissett, who is like, Parcells is his advisor. Yeah. And Parcells has, has handled the kid's finances, which I don't know if people realize. He handles the kid's money. He handles everything the kid does. So that worked. With, that that took care of that. And then I didn't know, which I learned in the story, and I didn't know this. I admit it. I didn't know he had made up with the commissioner. I was not aware of that. You know, uh, the commissioner and I don't have a relationship, so I wasn't going to hear it. And Belichick and I don't have a relationship, so I wasn't going to hear it from either of the particulars. I didn't know... I knew how bad their rift was. I didn't know they had mended that fence. These were commissioner probably got desperate. He didn't have a lot of friends. We finally went out and found one who had been one of his big enemies, and I gathered they made up, Well, at least according to the story they made up, and I had never heard that before. So I didn't know that they had made up, and I know how bad their rift was. Uh, But maybe they did. I don't know. You know, maybe maybe I'm next in line with the commissioner if he's going to make up with all the guys he used to hate. So I I don't know. But the bottom line is uh, you'd be on that list (laughs) too. I'll be last. You might be ahead of me on that list. No, I think I'm last. Yeah, so the, you know, so maybe you're going to get a call, but uh, I, I was surprised by that. There were a lot of fascinating things. Not all those things have to be true, but the, the, when I read that story, the thing I thought about more than any of the information was, who leaked this? Because that's an inside leak. Right. The question is, there's three camps. The Belchamp camp doesn't usually leak, but... There's some stuff in there that is really stuff that is inside Belichick. Like the Goodell the Kraft thing. Kraft could definitely leak. Brady could leak. Garoppolo, I don't think, has a camp yet to leak from. <laughs> so I'd say Brady, probably not. I think I'm looking Belichick or Kraft. I lean towards the Kraft camp leak in that story.
0: Uh, I'm not just leaning there. I'm I'm all the way there because the, the person who is conspicuously missing from this entire story was Jonathan Kraft, who— I, I, you know, he's been on this podcast. I like the guy. He just wasn't in the story. And anybody who's been around the Patriots knows that the moment Belichick steps down, Jonathan Kraft is going to run this team. So I always look at these things when when stuff gets leaked like this. Who has the most to gain? And all right, what's the accomplishment of this story? The accomplishment. This
1: storm- it basically took the two of the three-headed person, leave Kraft out, and basically took shots at both of them.
0: Well, you know but but did. then it also made it seem like the crafts were on the Brady side, and Brady's no, their no, guy. Really did, and, no, and that was kind that they of took the, the Brady objective.
2: Side, no question.
0: Yeah, the Absolutely. objective of the story was our golden boy. We wanted him to be around for the next five years, and we did what we had to do to protect that. And the coach didn't like it, but we made him do it anyway which makes me think that the crafts were the big leaker of this story because but the
1: golden boy doesn't have 5 years that's what people and I don't I know he thinks he's going to live forever I know he he and this guy, his trainer who has been banned now by Belichick, uh, you know they have a network they're ready to put forward. We all know that, that Tom is going to have a fitness network with his wife. Everybody knows that already, okay? Everyone already knows that TB12 is going to be a program deal from networks to apps to everything else. That's that's part of the plan here. And that might be even driving Tom more than than football is or equally right now. We all know that TB12 thing is a big part of his life and he's going to make... A network and an app and everything else. Tom doesn't have five years left. I've seen slippage this year from the great Brady. I've seen it. I've seen it on the field. So is Belichick. So is McDaniel. It happens. You can't fight. I don't care how many vegetables you eat. You can't fight Father Time.
2: I don't. Yeah, but care hold how on though. You. But what, you can't do it.
0: But what do you do if you're the Patriots in this situation? Because I, you know, it never totally sat right with me how the Niners handled Montana, who I thought until. The first 30 years of my life was the greatest quarterback I ever saw.
1: Well, and he's still the greatest quarterback of all time in he, a big game. I
0: well, now I'm questions. a Patriot fan, so I have to go I with my
1: guy. But, but I still I still infuriate Patriot fans by voting Montana number one. I just think he is because he was perfect in the big games. He really he was. was. but. But leave that alone for a second. We've seen slippage, and Tom doesn't have five years left. If they go try to play Tom for five more years, they're going to become a very— they'll do it without their coach, and they will not win. It will not happen. But is
0: it—do you feel some sort of responsibility for the fact that this guy's had the greatest career of any quarterback ever, and any football player ever, and he wants to keep playing? And if you're Bob Kraft, and this guy is the number one reason— or the 1A reason why you won all those Super Bowls and he wants to keep right. going and Belichick wants to be there. Can you blame Bob Kraft at age no, 76 for saying, I like, I just want to protect this? One thing you're
1: doing right now is the thing that you have to learn in football. Football and winning separate when you bring in sentimentality. If you – Chuck Noll once said, I lost for three seasons – because I could not part from the guys who won four Super Bowls yeah. for me. It was the biggest mistake I ever made. If you want to do that and be sentimental, you'll pay the price. And the Pats and Belichick, Belichick I don't think has many sentimental bones in his
2: body. He's zero. And he has I no sentimental
0: bones.
1: That Tom is reaching the end of the line.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we lived through this as Celtic fans with, with Larry Bird and McHale and sure in the early 90s where they, they sure kind of hung on to it. And the
1: hardest thing in the world to do tough, is to say goodbye to an iconic player. It's the hardest thing to do in any city, in any sport, is to say goodbye to your iconic figures. But they never out. No one wins against, the, against Father the time. And Tom won't eat it. Despite how many vegetables or how many things uh, this trainer whispers in his ear, it's not. Going to work, and you're seeing it already. Tom, listen. He's been. He still can make the big play. He still makes the great drive. He still turns it up in the fourth quarter. Uh, look at the Steeler drive as a perfect example. Although, uh, although the tight end clearly bailed him out on one throw that was in the dirt, but other than that, he made some great throws on that drive. Tom is still great when the game's on the line, but. Day in, day out, play in, play out, he's starting to show his age a little bit. Now, hold, hold on. Can I defend... he might get through one more year, but he's not getting through five more years.
2: Yeah, I
0: agree with that, but I'm going to defend him for one second. I think a lot of this Patriots regular season was just about getting Brady and Gronk specifically to round two. And,
2: and they have.
0: And Brady took care of his body in ways that I've never totally seen him do it in the regular season, like just getting rid of balls when he was going to get hit. Um, checking down as fast as he could things like that he just never did stuff like that as consistently as this year and Gronk you saw it they never sent Gronk over the middle unless they absolutely no. had to and when they no, had to in that Pittsburgh they game they did
1: game. So. Absolutely. Them because they can't win without them because they can't win with their defense. We and, all know it. And the other thing they with Brady though, with
0: no, they can't win with the defense. But the other thing with Brady is this was the first year in like twelve years where he hasn't had his trusty slot receiver. You know, he didn't have Edelman, no Troy Brown, obviously, no, no, no Wes Welker, obviously, Doesn't and he have missed The
1: underneath it. passing game that he had. What he has though is a running back who's become a star.
0: Yes who's the best running back he's had probably since oh, Corey Dillon. he's
1: become a star. In the last five, six games, he's become an absolute star. So this is going to be fascinating to watch. We'll do a lot of pats in the weeks to come. Two things right now. First, yeah. I'm going to give you one here. Gruden's going to be named the head coach in a yeah. day, two Tuesday. days. Okay, yeah. it's coming. Okay, it's been, it's, it, we all knew it was coming. The, what happened was the Raiders, he was he was talking to the Bucks. And the Raiders stepped in, and the Buck said, we're not getting into a bidding war to finish second to the Raiders, uh, and jumped out, and the Raiders jumped in, and you knew he was going to the Raiders. Let me say this. It is very hard to come back, and the only coach currently active— And only two of them in history that I would hire who have already won Super Bowls. They are the worst buy in sports. No one who's ever won a Super Bowl has ever won another one with another team. Most of the time, their their tenures are bad. And guys coming back in the league flop much more than they succeed. And I'm telling you right now, Gruden has a quarterback, which is a huge plus. He's got a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. People jump the gun on him being a great quarterback. But... Not a good quarterback, but I'm telling you, Gruden's return to the league will be far more rocky than people think.
0: I, I, wrote, I wrote a comp today for The Ringer. I was saying, after he won the Super Bowl, 500 for the next five years, and then did TV for the next nine. I have no idea why people think he's going to be good coming back. He's, he's not. He's been gone too long. And if you
1: look, the time a second time around does not work. Now, someone said to me, well, would you hire Belichick? I would. Because Belichick has broken every every exception and deserves the right to go to another team. And if I were the team, I would hire him because I think he's that good and he's that single-minded of purpose. So I would hire him, but I would not hire anybody else right now who is active, who has won a Super Bowl, who is, who is young enough... This leaves Parcells out, because I would hire Parcells, but anyone else, I would not hire. Holmgren should have won with Seattle. He got screwed in that Super Bowl, the worst officiated game of all time. He should have won it. But he (laughs) would have been the first and the only guy to ever win with two teams. Parcells obviously had close calls. He didn't do it. No one has ever done it, and I don't think Gruden will do it either. I think Gruden's stay will be very rocky.
0: I think Vermeil is the only success story I remember from somebody disappearing and coming back and actually Don't having wish. real success.
1: Absolutely and that, true. And look and, at Gibbs. Look how Gibbs came back. And Gibbs was a great coach. And he didn't connect when he came back. It didn't work. Gruden's been out a long time. I know people think he talked to the quarterbacks and he did this and he had his camp. But he has been out a long time. That will absolutely hurt. Now, before we get the picks... Yeah. I got one movie I saw this week. Yes. It rained one day in Palm Beach, so we went to the movies. All the money in the world. Have you seen it?
0: It's like the only one I haven't seen because I didn't get a screener I for it. it.
1: And let me say this. First of all, went with my wife, and I even let my kids, who are not yet supposed to see all, but I looked it up, and except I didn't let them look at the one bad scene in the movie, which I'm not going to give away, uh, that was a little bloody, but other than that, this is a story, of course, of the Getty kidnapping, which is a real a real story that happened, uh, and we all know at that time, Getty was the richest man in the world, played by Christopher Plummer, who will yeah. hands down win the Academy Award. Oh, wow. This is the man... Well, hands down, when the Academy Award He's okay. approaching 90, everybody loves him. Remember, this is a guy who was the Von Trapp patriarch in The Sound of Music, singing Edelweiss 50, 60 years ago, <laughs> and was the heartthrob of Hollywood as, you know, Colonel Von Trapp, you know, in The Sound of Music, which is an iconic movie that every kid grew up on. And now here he is 60 years later playing this role and killing it. Absolutely killing it. Killing it. He could not. This is the role that they had a replay for Spacey. He took him out of the movie, right? Plummer in. He will win hands down. Great, well acted movie on a lot of levels. Plummer stole the movie. Movie's 15 minutes too long, like most movies are. They don't know how to edit movies. Way too long. But solid movie. I'd give it a good B. Wasn't an A because it was 15 minutes too long. Well acted, and Plummer will win the Academy Award.
0: All right, I'm going to need you to see Lady Bird and Phantom Thread because those are going to be the two big Oscar
1: contenders. I have not put those on your list. I get all the movies because I'm a a SAG voter because I'm a SAG after member, so I get them. So uh, I will, I will try to see those. I haven't looked at any of the movies yet. I also uh, saw the coming attractions for the uh, Tanya Harding. Uh, That's good. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Janie is great, and I've always liked her from The West Wing. We'll see how they say she's great in that movie.
0: Wait, I have two quick questions for you before we get to the picks. One, yeah. Do you think there's any chance in hell that Belichick goes to the Giants?
1: I would be stunned if Belichick's the next coach of the Giants. I've been asked that five times today. I would be stunned if that happened. I would really be stunned. Now, the guy who would have stood in the doorway would have been George Young. He couldn't stand Belichick. Yeah. But he's long gone. I think these guys would would basically send their best jet to bring Belichick to, to the Meadowlands, but I just don't see it happening. Well, what I if, really don't. What I, if the Giants... I think Belichick would have to collect himself for a year if he left there. I don't see him jumping right into another job.
0: What if the Giants offered him $16 million a year and 1% of the team?
1: Well, first of all, no, then the Giants aren't going to offer anybody 1% of the team. And you're not even allowed to do that. You can give equivalents. You're not even allowed to give real percent to the team. To all right,
0: coaches, tw- let's go a, $20 million yeah. a year.
1: Right. If they offer him $20 million a year, he would take it. And I'll tell you something else. That job would be a great draw for him. I think that job would tug. I think that job would appeal to him. I'm thinking the Giants, uh, and he would have trouble connecting. And here's my biggest thought: both Patricia and and McDaniel are going to be head coaches. There's no question. Yeah. Uh, they're bolting. They're leaving the nest. I don't think he f- would feel that he would be able that quickly to put a staff together he could live with. He can't take Skarnick here with him. Dante will not leave. Dante could have been a head coach all over this league. He's one of the great coaches in the last 30 years of football. He could have been a great head coach in his own right. Parcells tried to bring him places a million times. He would not leave that area. He'll never leave that area. Uh, And Belichick's brought him back multiple times. The guy's a brilliant coach. They all rave about him, Dante Skarniecki as a coach. So he won't have Skarniecki. He won't have McDaniel. He won't have Patricia. I don't see him with that case jumping right into a job if he didn't have a staff he could live with.
0: I got to say, well, first of all, this is my worst fear and it would uh, even if it would be funny to watch the Giant fans flip on Belichick and all of a sudden love him again, uh, it would be terrible for me as a Patriot fan. But I, I just think it's the big play. My thing is if you're gonna make a big play for a coach, it can't be John Gruden. If you gotta go big. You gotta go get Bill Belichick.
1: If the that, Giants got Belichick, it would I'm telling be the you, the biggest story down. of the John decade Brown's in New York. Make that call he's going to make that call there's no question but if that would they would do anything in their power to get him uh i just don't know if he now he i think he would be drawn to the giants and listen i, do I, I don't try to fake Belichick and I have never spoken a word since he's been at Foxborough. We did not get along, okay? That's not a secret. We have never gotten along. So, uh, you know, and we've never had a relationship. So uh, I don't try to tell you I know what he's going to do. I don't. Uh, So I I don't know what his feelings are. I just think that he is a guy who's smart enough to know that you can't coach the coaches. Uh, It's an old adage that I know he grew up on because I grew up on it. And it's an old adage where you have to have the right staff because you can't take time to coach the coaches and coach the players. It's an old adage. And I don't think he'd have a staff that he believed in. And I think that would throw Mm. him off. I think he'd like a year to go to Nantucket and take it easy and then put together his his perfect staff and come back after one year out of the league. I
2: think uh, that's the
1: way he would attack this. That would be my opinion, is that he would take a year to have the intrigue build. Could you imagine next year, every week, people talking about where Bill Belichick's gonna land, what it would be like. It would be a game show that would start the first week of the season and would be the lead story on those shows every day, every day of the year until he finally picked the
0: team. And I think he would go big too if he if he left, which I really hope he doesn't. I hope he stays for another 12 years, but if he did leave, I think it would be for like Los Angeles or the I'll Giants. i you on the spot or- right
1: now. I don't think Belichick would ever live that far from the East coast. He loves Nantucket. I don't think he would live. I don't think he's a West coast guy. I, I could see him in places in the Northeast. I could see him in New York. I, I I could see him up at the Eastern seaboard. I couldn't see him all the way there. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think he's, I think he's like me. He's not a California guy, nor am I. I, I don't, I don't see him there. Now, let me ask you the question. Here you go. Patriots two thousand twenty. Yeah. Who's the coach? Who's the quarterback?
0: I think Tom Brady is still the quarterback. And I think, really? And I think Bill and Belichick. Who's the head coach? And I think Bill Belichick is still the head coach. I think this wow, is that's fine. A, now
1: that's it. That's a great call today. That, I do, I really day, do. On this day in 2018, that is a great call today, making that that call. That's a fascinating call. So opening day 2020, they're still together.
0: I genuinely believe, and by the way, this is going to be my second question for you. You know, it is funny that ESPN just tries to start shit with with the Patriots all the time. They do not treat the Lakers like this, for example. This has been...
3: And only you, listen, they they got a
1: story. They would treat any team this way. This is a huge story. You got great intrigue. You have the team, the okay. team. And the team has now had the great infighting, the Shakespearean infighting that you love to see—the the, the head coach, the, the the great quarterback, the iconic coach—and now who ran to the owner and did the owner impose his will on on the no great way. coach? Oh, it's fascinating! And now you got the other kid who turns out to be the foil in the story, and he's Jimmy G, who. You heard in the story people saying the Pats staff knew he was going to be a great player. Yep. Belichick knew he was going to be a great player. How thrilled he was and how proud he was that he went there and was undefeated. He sent him to a guy that he really wanted to help. I mean, it's perfect. It's, it, 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 it's, really, it, it's, it's really Shakespearean in, in, in every way. It's a classic, classic story.
0: It really seems like Jimmy's biggest mistake was having the same agent as Brady. I think for in all future scenarios, I didn't understand that part. <laughs> was that was really the one part.
1: That was that that made the whole negotiation very hard to fathom. I really yeah, did because and you, they and couldn't you do anything on secret. A great point. I, that it really, I didn't know they had the same agent until I read that, and I'm like, wait a second, these guys have the same agent. It doesn't make any sense. It really nah. that whole negotiation part is very flimsy. Wouldn't you say? I think it's
2: very flimsy.
0: Yeah, and I, and. You know, there's no way they could approach Jimmy with anything. The story pointed this out without Brady finding out. So what do you do? I How don't. do you handle it? And that's why I don't think they ever made him an offer. Because the other part that that, you know, I don't think could be overstated, you can't pay Jimmy as much as you're paying Brady because it goes back to the ego thing.
1: Looks I, found it goes, that part very, I found that part very unrealistic. I agree. I also agree with you about Kraft coming down heavy on Belichick after all these years. Very, very hard to do. But I'm not surprised, nor are you, if Brady would try to wipe out the quarterback, who he felt was a huge threat. You know you know and I was around this, I know how rough Montana was on Young and yeah. how bad things were with Montana and Young, and they're still not good. And it ruined the Montana Walsh relationship. There's no question. Well, far Cheers. Yeah, I mean, you know these are very tough, and uh, Brady has those scars that he's carried. We know that he was not the guy who was the number one pick in high school, the number one player in college, the number one pick in the draft. This is a guy who had to come up the hard way, who had to fight for everything, was scorned in the draft, was, you know, basically treated like he was nothing coming out of the Michigan. So from that standpoint, he had a lot to overcome, and he had a lot of scars, and he's carried those, and he's worn them well. They've actually turned out to be his biggest attributes. They've, they've, they've led him to such incredible greatness. And I told you, uh, I can't even say who told me the story. Scott Pioli told me that it was a March night and there was no one there. And he wanted to get home to see an NCAA tournament game. And as he's driving down a hill in Foxborough, he sees that the field house has the lights on. He's like, son of a gun, I'm going to ring one of those kids next. And he goes in there. It's a March night on a Friday night. He's running home to see an NCAA regional game. And he goes in to flick the lights off. And in there, by himself, with racks of balls, throwing the balls, is Tom Brady at 930 at night on a March night. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want oh, to no, give it up. to be told. That, 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 that tells you everything you need to be told about Tom Brady.
0: And I think last thing, and then we'll get to the picks. I don't think he should be criticized for wanting to keep his job and to extend no what's I, already I been I totally the greatest agree. career. I, I think like, yeah, if he's a little threatened by this younger um, handsome dude, who's going to take his job someday, it's fucking human nature. You can't, Can't criticize the guy for that. You want to stick around?
2: Wait, am
1: I supposed to? Am I supposed to? grease the skids, if I have someone, should I teach him everything I know in my job? Should I uh, help the guy who's going to replace me? Now, I went out on my own, but if I was not the case and there was somebody who was up and coming, do you think I would have helped that guy get my job? Not a chance in the world. I was going to ask you, have, if you I had some... That. I wouldn't have done that in a million years.
0: If you had some 24-year-old 2020 Flash guy who was this rising yeah, hot I, talent... I,
1: I would basically... I would, I, I would help one, one bit. I'm not going to give him <laughs> everything I've learned. Tom doesn't owe that kid that. There's no way and Tom wants to play forever. Yeah. He, he wants to live forever. He wants to play forever. He wants to be the eternal quarterback. That's why he eats all those vegetables. That's why he does all that work. That's why he spends all the time with those bands, you know, and, and all that crazy stuff. And you know what? I'm sure it all works for him. I respect that. I don't have any criticism of that. I respect that. I respect people who are single-minded of purpose. You know, when I was a kid, you might not even know this, Two years, We used to, when, when I went to school, I, uh, I was a communications major at St. John's. They started a program called Athletic Administration. They asked me to go into the program and have a dual major. I did, and you had to pick your uh, your internship out of a hat. I picked the, the New York set, the world team tennis team. And, of course, I wanted the Giants. I wanted the Yankees. I, wanted, yeah. I wound up with the world team tennis. But I spent two summers with Billie Jean King who became very close when I was a kid. My first job I ever did for one day was pick Martina Navratol over up at the airport when I was 18 years old, uh, pick her up to come play in World Team Tennis, and on the way in, she made me ask me if I would stop at McDonald's and get her a double cheeseburger on the way in, and that's a true story. <laughs> wow. uh, she was like 17 at the time, and uh, true story, and... I spent two years, summers with Billie Jean King. She and Larry King tried to hire me full time. I said, I don't want to be in tennis. She was insulted, but I said, listen, I don't want to spend my life at tennis. I'm a football, baseball, basketball guy. I don't want to do tennis. But I interned there and she told me, Billie Jean King said to me, the only people who changed the world are single-minded in purpose so don't ever think that's a bad thing and you know what i've always remembered that and i believe that and i think there's nothing wrong with people who are that way and i think people have to sacrifice certain things if they want to be great at something and they want to change and i have no i have no problem with any of that i think he's been nothing but short of been brilliant i think he's been great from the first day he stepped in there he's been single-minded and he has been great
0: you should see battle of the sexes it's solid it's not great, I but it's solid.
1: Yeah, it's, it, I haven't seen that yet. It's, I, I, you it's know, solid. I, I know some stuff from her about that. Yeah. and Like I said, I spent two years with her, and I loved her. I, I had, a, And she knows so much about sports. Her brother, remember, was a baseball pitcher, Randy yeah. Moffat, And she grew up a huge, giant fan. Her father was a minor league player and was a fanatic baseball fan. She grew up a fanatic baseball fan. Her brother was a major leaguer. She knew a lot. Her best friend was Ed Snyder from Philadelphia. Uh, she knew everybody. And... Everybody. And uh, you know what? I learned a lot from her in two years. I still, things I say today in sports, I learned from her. Just to tell you, she was fascinating. All right, let's get to the picture.
2: Yeah.
0: Taking a break to talk about simply safe. When you make an investment, you want to make sure it pays off. Investing in the safety of your home is no different. Researchers from leading universities like Rutgers and UNC Charlotte have proven security systems deter burglars. We are talking a deterrence rate of almost 90%. What system's right for your home? Our old friends, Simply Safe Home Security, they protect your home, save you hundreds of dollars by shedding everything that makes the home security industry such a pain. No hidden fees, no complicated installations, no middleman. The savings go right to your pockets 24-7. Professional protection, just $14.99 a month. You can start or cancel service anytime because there are no contracts. Now, that's a smart investment. For the home security I trust, go to simplysafebs.com today. Simply Safe com simply safe with two eyes Simply safe, BS.com. Round one picks. How many are you doing? Right, Three or go. four? Are you doing all of them? I'm
1: doing all four.
0: Okay. You got to pick all the playoff games. Yeah, I know. I know. There's one I don't like, but go ahead. Regular.
1: You can do what you want. I had a very good regular season. You got on me for not winning in week, uh, week 16. I bounced back and gave people a lock of the year, as you did you last week with the Rams, and also won with the Falcons, thank God. Although it wasn't easy. Would they kick a few field goals last week or what? I mean, Jesus. my God, that game was not as easy as it should have been. All right, here we go. Tennessee and Kansas City. I'm worried about the Kansas City defense. I saw it in person. They seem to have made some adjustments. I know Bob Sutton very well. He's usually good in these games. I don't think Tennessee has any right to be in the playoffs. Uh, I think Kansas City will make a couple of big plays offensively in the passing game. The line is 8.5. Give me Kansas City minus 8.5, game number one. Game number two, and I think this is the hardest game of the four to pick, uh, is Atlanta and the Rams. Uh, I've been on Atlanta all year. I'm going to stick with them here and take the five and a half points. I think this game is going to come down to a field goal late. I'm worried about the Rams stopping the run. If they don't stop the run early and get some hats on early, they're going to be in big trouble. The Rams have to run the ball to win. I think Atlanta can win this game if their linebackers and their safeties play a big game. I think Julio Jones can be game-breaker here. I like the Atlanta field goal kicker. He's good in these spots. I'm going to make this a three-point game either way. I'll take the five-and-a-half with Atlanta for game number two. Buffalo and Jacksonville everybody's all over uh, Jacksonville. I don't trust their offense here. I'm going to take Jacksonville to win, Buffalo to cover, though. I think Buffalo's going to make this a very much defensive game. I think their coach is a good defensive coach. I think in their first playoff game, Jacksonville will be very tight offensively, and they'll let this be a very low scoring, tight game. Either this game will be Jacksonville obliterating the Buffalo offensive line and winning 40-nothing. If that doesn't happen, this game will be a very very boring game low scoring, and Jacksonville will win a tight game. I think it's that game. I think Jacksonville will be worried about Bortles making mistakes and won't allow him to. I think Buffalo will gang up on the run. I think this game, Taylor will make more plays than you think with his legs in a game, in a playoff game, to let him run wild. Uh, I think am going to take Buffalo plus the eight and a half, and then I don't like Carolina. I don't like what I've seen from their offense. I think their defense is good, but I think Carolina, and I think New Orleans has beat them twice. They They've scored over 30 both times. Make it three straight times. Saints will score over 30. Saints will come up uh, big. Their backs will have big games. Uh, They'll make some special teams plays, and I think uh, they'll score 30 and cover. So my four picks are Kansas City minus 8.5, Falcons plus 5.5, Buffalo plus 8.5, which I think will surprise people, and Saints minus 6.5. You got it. What do you got?
0: I have two of the four. So we okay. had the same two. The first one we agree on is New Orleans. I actually I I don't understand the case for Carolina. They have no receivers left. And, oh, and,
1: and I think they've scored thirty on them twice, which means they figured out they're beaten in these games. Yeah. And they figured out Carolina's defense twice. They'll figure it out again. I think they out in that game. Yeah, the problem
0: with Carolina, that they, they don't make big plays as it is, and now Funches has like a bad shoulder. They're saying Olsen's healthy, but he hasn't looked healthy since he came no, back. No, he has
1: not. And, None and, of their receivers and, uh, and are left. Also, also, Saints have beat them twice and put up 30 both times. So and, to me, I'm I'm big on Saints. There, and I the Saints
0: need to make – they make big, like five, six big plays a game. I think they had 89, 20-plus plays this year. Good coach, home, in a dome. I think it's going to be yep. tough for Carolina to play from behind. So I, I actually agree. think New Orleans blows them out. So we agree on that. The other one uh, we agree on is the game I hate is – I didn't know what to do with the Chiefs-Titans game. I just hate – I hate laying nine points with Andy Reid. But – Arrowhead. I think
1: they'll blow him out early, and I think Tennessee can't come from behind.
0: Well, that's the thing. Tennessee's offense is horrible. It's uh, horrible. Marco Murray's out. I'm not a fan of Derrick Henry. I don't think they can throw the ball. Marriott had 13 TDs and 15 picks. When they get from behind, I'm not convinced they can do anything. Yep. And it just AC seems like... He
1: opens up early, gets yeah. up early, and then, and then gets a couple of picks to, and wins the game going away.
0: I would not bet on this game, though, because you can never, ever get me to lay nine points with Andy Reid. So that's out. The two we disagree on... I love the Rams. I think that I actually really like the fact that so many people are taking the Falcons. I think the Rams have another level to go to. What they what they showed in Seattle a couple against Seattle a couple weeks ago, just how fast they were, the big plays, kind of the killer instinct, went for the jugular, all that stuff. Gurley's fantastic. I think their defense is fast, and I just don't like Atlanta. I I really wanted to buy into them over and over again this year. And the team I've seen against any good team cannot get to 20 points. Or if they do, it's field goals. You know,
1: they're in the top five in yardage and they can't score.
0: They screw up in the red zone over and over again. They're poorly coached. Over and over, all
1: year. All year. Look at last week. Look how many field goals they kicked. Yeah. Uh, You're absolutely right. Listen, I I would have taken the Rams against any other team. I think the Falcons match up well against them. Uh, But... I can see, really, I I really, I've been on Atlanta all year. I'm staying with them, and they might make me look silly here. So I don't think your Rams is a dumb pick at all. I I, I, I think Rams are going to play really well. I think Atlanta, with their A game, can beat anybody playing this week. I, just, I just don't see but that's the thing. You get their a game.
0: I don't know if they have an A game this year. I think you we think right. they do, but I don't think they do. And also the you might be right. The front I, seven I, on I, the Rams. I,
1: I've I've been on them a lot this year, so I admit I'm going down with them again here getting five and a half. I'm going down with them again.
0: And I like the front seven against Ryan who uh I just feel like Ryan. I wrote it today. Just he's looked jittery all year, and I think the Rams can really come after him and make him make a couple mistakes.
1: Well, I will tell you what's going to hurt is their left guard being out, and he got that 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 hip that extended uh, uh, you know arm injury. He got that that uh, flexor muscle uh, hurt, and he got went out early in the game. D- they'll line Donald over him, and that will be a very yeah, tough matchup. And if, they, and if the backup doesn't play well in that matchup, you're right, they're going to give him a lot of trouble. Uh, I think that Atlanta, not once this year, has really shown me where they played to anywhere
2: near what they did last year. And right. it's, it's something's
1: been missing all year. Soppy. And I admit that's a risky pick on my part. I've just been on them a lot. I'm sticking with them here. Well, here's... I with them last week. I'm sticking with them, taking the points, but I can understand your Ram pick. And you're going with Jacksonville?
0: Yeah, but here's the one last thing with the Rams is their kicker stinks and that could be right, what Atlanta that could be what Texas covers you. Yeah, so you Atlanta might get like Texas a 10-point swing with that. Uh yep. yeah, I'm taking Jacksonville. I'm actually surprised anyone's taking Buffalo if if McCoy was healthy. I could maybe talk myself into it being an ugly game that they keep close, but I don't think Buffalo's offense can do anything in this game. I think Jacksonville's defense is going to outscore their offense. I see something like 20 to 6, 19 well, to 6, what I think
1: something about like this that. Game. I think this game is where they will coach around their quarterback. I think that they will be scared. Buffalo's defense, if you look on the road, has come up with some surprising performances this year on the road and has played some really, really good games and has shut down some pretty good teams and surprisingly done a good job. And I agree with you. And Everyone's awful, and that's why the line's so high, because of McCoy. I think Jacksonville will play this game ultra-conservative, worried about Bortles. And if it'll either be, as you said, they'll obliterate him with the pass rush, which Jacksonville's got a great one. They'll obliterate him with the pass rush early, and that's why I think his mobility is enormously important in the game. They'll obliterate him with the pass rush, and that's going to be 30-3. to If not, I think Jacksonville will let this be a very, very conventional, close to the vest. We just want to win this game and get to the next week kind of game, and I think they'll be a little nervous in this kind of game, where I think Buffalo's playing with house money. They they didn't think they'd be here. They're here the first year, and I think they'll play fast and loose, and that's why I could see them getting maybe a big play somewhere early, and all of a sudden, now... Jacksonville's playing very tight, and it turns out to be a very tight game. I can see that kind of game. Them worried about their quarterback, especially if he makes an early mistake. I think that could be the case. They try to win it just with the running game, and that's why I'm taking the eight and a half. That's I, for that reason.
0: I think Fournette might have another level in him too. Is another reason I like Jacksonville. I think he can go up a Listen, notch.
1: Jacksonville's got everything except the quarterback. The question yeah. is: is the quarterback ready to win this kind of game?
0: I'm surprised, though, as as the longtime gambler you are. That you're not afraid of the Bills the week after. They basically just won the Super Bowl by making the playoffs. You never want to take the week after the uh, happiest I, I, week of their life. an
1: anti-Bortles pick. I think sometimes teams that haven't been in the playoffs in a very long time get very tight yeah. early on. That's and the Rams case. This game this game, this game, game means... But their mentality is very different with their coach. Uh, Marone, this game means a lot to him. He has real anger towards Buffalo. Yeah, And, you know, he really wants to beat them badly, and he'll run up the score where well, anyone would in the playoffs anyway. But So I understand the whole idea of that. But to me, I just thought the line was too high. I just think Jacksonville laying eight and a half with their offense, uh, boy, that's a lot of points, and especially in a playoff game where I could see teams, I could see that game being 0-0. See, if that game's 0-0 in the, in, early in the second quarter, I'm going to feel very confident about that game <laughs> you being should. A very tight to the best game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I, I think once it's six nothing, the game's over for Buffalo. We'll Well, see.
1: I I, I can't wait. If they get them early, if they score early in the game, I think they're dead. I totally agree. And the Ram, the Falcon game is again, you'll know right away if they are not. If you're not saying, "Oh man, they're gonna have trouble with Julio Jones all day," if they're not saying that right from the get-go, then uh, I'm not gonna have a chance in that game.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. I can't wait to find out what happens. Mike Francesa, a, a pleasure as always. Thank you. Good to talk to you, Bill. Thanks, All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's talk about Gillette. I've been shaving since college. I think I've been with Gillette from from way back, way back when. I remember when they just had the one type of shaving cream. Maybe they had two. One of them was flavored. Now I have the Gillette Fusion Ultra Sensitive Skin Shaving Cream because I get those those weird nexits. I need the help. I like the Gillette Fusion Pro Shield Razor. I actually ordered it online and got four refillable razors and free shipping, and then every fourth order free because I subscribed to GilletteOnDemand.com. Now you can get Gillette Performance delivered to your door. No more getting mad at yourself because you just got back from the grocery store or the pharmacy and you realized you forgot to buy blades. They also make it hard to buy the, the blades at the pharmacy or the grocery store because they put them behind those little lock counters. Apparently, there's a lot of razor blade theft. You don't have to worry about that. Subscribe today. Pick your favorite razor and get every fourth order free. All you have to do is visit Gillette online at GilletteOnDemand.com. And again, I recommend the Gillette Fusion Pro Shield. It's a good one. All right. Uh, before we go, wanted to call my dad, who's out of his mind with this Patriot story and the Jimmy G thing. And plus, there's a blizzard going on. Are you all right? First of all, are you okay? That was my first question.
3: We're all right. We, we only had 17 inches of snow yesterday. <laughs> And, and the winds were 50 miles an hour.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. What a terrible yeah. day for the story to drop.
3: Terrible day, because everybody was home. Nobody had work. The governor and the mayor said, stay off the roads. Everybody was home reading about Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and Robert Kraft, and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: So, and Tom, I,
3: so
0: I just talked to Mike Francesa about it, and we we batted around some theories how much of this story did you believe on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, four. Four? Wow, yeah. that's low. Lower than I expected. Okay. Yeah. What didn't um, you believe?
3: Well, I, I read it a couple of times. No, there's no sources. You know, Nobody's named. You know how I feel about stories where there's no named sources. Uh, it's all innuendo, rumor, falsehood. Uh, third-hand information, so that worries me a little bit, but I will say that you and I talked three years ago when they had the gate coming down. And it was just about this time of year, maybe a couple of weeks later, and we, we both felt very strongly that Belichick threw Brady under the bus. And then nothing really came of it. You know, we we went on, we won two Super Bowls, and uh, it kind of got lost in the shuffle, but maybe for Brady it didn't get lost in the shuffle. So That's the only thing that that kind of gives me some sense of there's more, there, there might be something to the story. I'm not sure I believe the whole thing, though. I, I will say one other thing, though. It really pisses me off. You know, you go back to the Super Bowl we went to in 08, and we get there, and all of a sudden the whole week is ruined by spygate three three years ago super bowl the whole thing is overshadowed by deflate gate and now suddenly we're in the throes of the uh, playoff season and this shit comes to the surface i don't know i feel like bill polian is a Is behind it. He's putting out all this- Bill Pullian, he's retired. I know.
0: (laughs) See, this is why I wanted to have you on, because uh, the 70-year-old Boston fan is going to have the most imbalanced take of basically anyone on this story. I will say, though, and I said this to Francesca earlier, as somebody who's watched this team for two decades pretty closely and read everything and digested everything and consumed everything, I just find it hard to believe that Kraft told Belichick, to make a trade, and Belichick just did it it doesn 't jibe with anything we saw this entire century what, what was your reaction to that?
3: Well, I agree wholeheartedly i I think if Belichick didn 't want to make the trade, he would have done it parcels He would have said i 'm not making that trade. If you want to make that trade, then i 'm gone so it flies in the face of the long term relationship that uh that that uh, Kraft and Belichick have had, it, it, I find it incomprehensible that Belichick didn't sign off on the trade. Um, that begs the issue, though, of w- why that trade was ever made, and you know it's old history. Everybody's revisiting it now, particularly after the uh, six games that Jimmy G had, or five games, whatever it was, but. You know, and that's the hot story up here. You turn on talk radio or watch TV, and it's all about uh, what a terrible trade that was, how the Patriots didn't get enough, or even if they had a better offer, they never should have made the trade. And uh,
0: We should mention that it, every time you and I have talked on the phone since that trade, you've brought up the trade.
3: Oh, it's just a terrible trade. Uh, you, you know, the, every year the Patriots sit on this tremendous amount of money at the end of the year. You know, I don't know what it is this year. Of course, they don't put it out. It's probably $15 million. Um, They have guys that they're not going to resign next year. Uh, They certainly could have franchised Garoppolo and bought another year to see what was going to happen with Brady. I mean, you and I have talked about how concerned we are with the last six weeks of the season. Ironically, since the trade was made, that Brady had Brady just hasn't looked good. Maybe he's hurt. You know, they talk that his Achilles is, is uh, strained or bruised, but he, he just doesn't look... He's looked like a 40-year-old quarterback all of a sudden. Now we go into the playoffs, and and we have no backup quarterback for the future. So I don't know whether their plan is to use... Suddenly, that second-round pick that's like the ninth or tenth pick in the second round it isn't so valuable anymore. Yeah. But to pick up a quarterback for the future, but you know, look how long it took to prepare Garoppolo and he's a special talent and you have no guarantee you're going to get the same kind of special talent. The trade just made no sense. You you have a 40 year old quarterback.
0: My theory that I gave to Mike, which I'll, I'll rip through because the listeners already heard it was that it was becoming a problem for Brady that Garoppolo obviously was so good and so talented, but also is much younger and, is hanging out in the locker room, is friends with all these guys, kind of like what Brady was like 15 years ago when he was there. And now Brady's this 40-year-old guy who's much older than everybody else who has his own business, and he's such a famous person and a big celebrity. It's, he doesn't relate to the guys on that same level. And maybe right. it was becoming a problem for Brady. And the one, th- the one thing I will say that it jibes with everything we've seen Belichick do over the years is when he senses a problem that he feels like could derail the season, he moves, you know, like Jamie Collins last year. He didn't like right. something about how Jamie Collins was going about his business. Even though the trade didn't really make sense, it made sense to him because it removed the problem. And in, in Belichick's case, maybe he just looked at this and said, this this is just going to become a worse and worse problem, and there's no resolution, and we're probably going to have to lose Garoppolo anyway because Brady's not going anywhere, and the Crafts don't want Brady to go anywhere, so I don't have any outs.
2: And then he well, makes the, the only,
3: trade. The, the only reason I would buy any of that, it, it would tell me that Belichick has a one- or two-year window before he retires, and that he wasn't looking long-term for the future of the franchise. He wasn't worried about what would the franchise look three to seven years from now. He was looking for this year and next year.
0: Hold on. Are you sitting down? Because I'm going to tell you something I don't want you to pass out. Okay. What if it's a one or two year window for him to be the coach of the Patriots?
3: That's what I was just saying. No, you said retired. Oh, Oh, either one. I'll, well, I'll say either one. Well, wait
0: a second. It's much better for us if he retires than if he leaves and goes to another team. That would be terrible. I don't want Belichick I, to I, go to another team. I love Belichick.
3: I, I can't see it happening, but, uh, uh, you know, he, he's had a terrific, he's had a, uh, obviously, um, um, Hall of Fame career. It sets all kinds of records. I can't see him going anywhere else. Um, what, what I do buy it.
0: The parallels. Mike and I talked about this before of what we saw with Bird and Parrish and McHale 25 years ago about feeling indebted to these guys that were legends and not wanting to move on. And then the flip side of it, what Danny Ainge did with Isaiah Thomas where he just shanked him because he had a chance to get Kyrie Irving. You and yeah, I, I mean, we, I we've we always felt like if I had to do it over again, I'm glad they handled Bird, Parrish, and McHale that way. I would not have wanted them to do the cutthroat well, now it's time for us to move on and keep the franchise going thing. Even though the next 10 years were miserable, I still feel like that was the right way to play it. And I feel like it's the right way to play with Brady. The guy won five Super Bowls, and he should be able to call his shots on when he leaves. That's what I think.
3: Yeah, and I don't disagree with any of that. It's why I still would have franchised Jimmy G, though. Um,
0: But what if Jimmy G wanted to play? What if he was in that Aaron Rodgers mode that
2: he was in? Who
3: cares what he wanted? You. You have the right to franchise the guy. Every, almost every player who gets franchised is unhappy about it. Um, even if you franchise him and then move him, his trade value is different. Uh, you know, and we talk all the time about, I don't want to see Brady go anywhere, um, but he's 40 years old. Is he? Do we really think he's going to play until he's 45? He and, does. You know, he does, but... Uh, I just can't see it happening uh, the, the first telltale sign is the Achilles. Um, he's got a bad left shoulder. Uh, the oh, team around him. Uh,
0: this is great. I love all of this. This is we we have the the story that distracts everybody. We have Brady. everybody's counting out the pats. This is great. This is who we are. We're back.
3: well, this is yes, this is who we are in the spy the Flake gate, yeah, um Pour and, it on. and the tie. The timing of it is so. Again, I I just think Bill Polian planted the story. And <laughs> Bill, Pol- I'm, I'm, I'm holding. He's to in that like a story. nursing home.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> he's listening to this with his roommate right now in, in Winding Hills. <laughs>
3: uh, it the, just pisses me off. That, you know, can't we can't we just enjoy football? I mean, do we have to have this story written by? A guy no one ever heard of. Is he an ESPN employee? No,
0: he's a, he's a legit writer. He's good for them. Seth Wickersham. Okay. He's a good writer.
3: Okay. Yeah. Does, does he not have any sources? Well, maybe. I mean, could, could he have listed one source in that story? Should,
0: yeah. we be, should we be worried that maybe his main source was one of the Crafts? Like the sun? Because that, that was my inclination after I read it three times. Jonathan Craft uh, was not in that story.
3: Well, he, Jonathan Kraft is, is never in a story. I mean, it's always Robert. Um, all right. Hmm. Again, uh, if there's a four or even a five level of truth to some discontent or discord, I just can't see that trade being made without Belichick signing off. I agree. With and if 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 Belichick did not want that trade happening, I think he would have given an ultimatum to the Crafts. Or, you
0: know, or if he thinks he's leaving after the air and he doesn't give a shit, which is even more worrisome than the Anderson. We, and we've been there.
3: Isn't that it? Weren't we there once before with Bill Parcells?
0: Yeah, it sucked. It was terrible.
3: It sucked. It sucked and it probably caused us that Super Bowl. So, yeah,
0: we would have won the next year. I really, I still feel like that we would have won in 97. That was the yeah. best Pats team. Um, Wow, this is really depressing. It, I, I'm, I'm going to rally back though.
3: It's the story up here. And
0: of course I mean, it is. Yeah. People there the one of the radio stations was saying Lombardi was the leak. Lombardi was like more stunned when they traded Jimmy Garoppolo than anybody. He talked about it. He did GM street with Tate today and they, they talked about yeah. it. Um, yeah, I've
3: read his stuff. He's, he was, he's not a, he's against the trade. Uh,
0: he was he was flabbergasted when they did it. Yeah. He thought Jimmy was going to be he thought Bill had this succession plan that it was basically going to be right. 35 years of quarter, of good quarterbacks.
3: So, well, I, I go back to uh, Bill has a short-term plan in terms of his future in coaching. I can't see him coaching anywhere else which which means I I probably see him in one or two years, probably two years uh retiring. Um, you guys can be in Nantucket together. The future of the Patriots is not his problem.
0: You guys can be at the Chatham Bar Inn and Grill, whatever that place is. You and Belichick talking about, you can be a, have a couple of apple martinis no, ask not, him. His, he, his
3: house is in Nantucket, not Chatham.
0: Oh. Yeah. 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 Um, listen, this is, this is who the Patriots are. We have distractions. We have a round one buy. And we had Brady and Belichick. We've been in this scenario every winter. and And that's... And this is it. They know how to deal with it. I think it's a pretty good Pats team. The defense isn't good, but Deion Lewis has been great. Gronk, Gronk is going to be awesome. And they're going to have a really easy round two game against somebody. So,
3: Well, we did get good news today. It will motivate Gronk. He was named first team All-Pro, all pro, which means that his $2 million or $2.5 million bonus gets into effect. So oh, that's good. He'll be a happy camper.
0: Good. I hope he doesn't spend it. Uh, quickly, the Celts. <laughs> Uh, we're at the halfway mark. I think they have the most wins in the league. They got killed by the schedule in yeah, December. Uh,
3: Golden State won last night. Oh, yeah, this... both, both teams have thirty-one wins.
0: Yeah, um, Tatum's starting to blossom a little bit. The uh, no, he's not
3: starting to blossom. He's really he's, he's really blossomed. He's been terrific since day one. No, I know what that, I but I'm that's...
0: saying like he's starting to. We were worried. We we didn't understand why he didn't get more shots, and and now it seems well, like they're starting to work him into it more.
3: Yeah, well, it, it's kind of what happened to Jalen Brown last year as well. We we were criticizing Brown last year because he seemed to be standing in the corner waiting for the ball. Yeah, and and very seldom went to the hoop. And Tatum did that a little bit, just settling for the three point shot, which fortunately he was making. Now,
2: now, he's, now going he's going to the basket. Going to the basket, yeah. uh,
3: and he's got he's got that Euro move. Yeah, he, he's got a terrific move to the basket. It it almost takes it's. And you and I have talked about this, and we'd want, we don't want to overdo it. But he's got the uh, Julius Irving two steps from the foul line to the basket move. The
0: swoop move to, the, to going left, which going left he with his right in, hand, which yeah. nobody does.
3: Nobody does. And he actually goes either way. Uh, yeah. He's a lot of fun to watch. He seems like a great teammate. There was a little story about Jalen uh, Brown talking about, I think it was yesterday, that he had been called. Uh, before they drafted Tatum, by Stevens uh, or Ainge. I I guess it was Ainge. And uh, Ainge wanted his take on Tatum because they had played AAU ball together. And he said uh, glowing things about Tatum is is because it looked like they might be vying for the same position. Right. So obviously they're not. They're, They're out there together in Stevens kind of positionless kind of offense and and they're thriving they they play great together and there's there's such great chemistry you see it when you look at the bench and in the huddle and
0: listen it's it's all been great the Kyrie trade was awesome the Tatum trade yep. worked it's going to definitely a contender i don't think they can win the title super fun we season we need one more part but we, we we, need, we, we, the real story the real story the real thing that's going on right now is the lakers pick we're obsessed with this.
3: Well, I, I did happen to look this morning, and <laughs> the the worst team in the league has ten wins, yeah. and the Lakers have eleven wins. Yeah. So, so I'd like the season to to stop right now, and not not right now, but right now we would get the second pick, and it's only first pick lottery protected. So, I like I like where we're standing. And by the way, I did watch the tape of uh, that trade point guard that you Trae talked young. about. Yeah. We don't really need a point guard, but boy, is he
0: good. He's incredible. Yeah, the Lakers pick if the season ended today, it'd be an eighty percent chance the Celtics would get it. But that could flip overnight. There's the the fear with the Lakers is they have no reason to tank and they should try to keep winning these games and try to get to like the six or seven or eight spot. There's other teams that Orlando, Memphis, Atlanta Couple others that at Sacramento at some point their incentive is going to be to lose and try to get as low as they possibly can. I don't think the Lakers have that incentive. Well, I have a different
3: theory. You know, their incentive is to create enough cap room so they can sign two max free agents over the summer. I'm hoping that they, in order to do that, that they have to make a trade where they have to combine Dang with
0: one of their good guys, yeah,
3: or or Randall. Uh, no, they, that's
0: not going to be enough for Dan. They to get rid of Dan, they'd have to get rid of Kuzma or Ingram, and I don't, I don't know if they would do that. I don't think. they I would. don't know.
3: I, I think you, you throw in Randall and and Clarkson. I think they're both rotation <laughs> the, players. The, the on poo-poo a, platter. On team. Yeah, I like it. Some somebody <laughs> might be interested. Throw in some spare ribs.
0: <laughs> Dag, Dag <laughs> makes like thirty-five million the two years after this year. I, don't, I just don't think. Teams what are going to I want love is
3: that every year for the past four years, you and I have had somebody else's draft pick I know, to, to be excited to, about,
0: to, <laughs> to, and it's been—it's actually as much fun as having the Celtics, and the Lakers is even better because I hate the Lakers. So watching them, like when they lost that double overtime game to the Rockets, it was New Year's Eve, and I'm supposed to go out with my family for dinner, and I'm holding them off for the stupid Lakers game, making sure they're going to lose. But I was
3: just going to say. We have a three-hour time difference, obviously. I'm up at 12.30 at night watching the Lakers, hoping they're going to lose on NBA TV. I mean, how crazy is that?
0: It's the best. we got 40 more games of it.
3: And yeah, I'm too old to be doing this stuff.
0: And it really does seem like they have some real issues in that uh, the LeBron shadow has kind of ruined the team and guys are playing for themselves. You have know, Caldwell Pope's going to be a free agent and Randall and... Right, you know they—they they, there are Clarkson knows he's going to get traded. Everybody thinks they're off the team next year if LeBron comes. And
3: yeah, I think there it's are weird. At the, and you had that article yesterday that all the quotes from Cosmer about the uh, all the things you just mentioned. And uh, you know he's a rookie. He's a rookie who probably shouldn't even be quoted right now. I know. He's the he's the one out there being quoted. So it's I love
2: it.
0: It's funny that and, guy. Yeah. That guy turned out to yeah. be the gem of. They had all these top five lottery picks, and he turned out to be the best one. They got him twenty seventh. Yeah. He's really good, and he likes the white I, shadow. So I love that guy.
3: I, I I have just one wish. I wish Mr. Ball would be a little more vocal about what. Maybe when his son comes back and the team keeps losing, yeah, uh, he can he can throw kerosene on the fire and make it even worse.
0: Yeah, I might have to, I w- I've been avoiding having him on my podcast, but I might have to do it just to see if I can stoke some some volcanoes. Oh,
3: uh, I think you should because it could get some good quotes that irritates all the other Laker players, yeah. Hmm.
0: All right, Dad, please don't shovel. Pay somebody to do the shoveling, I'll give you the money.
3: We did pay somebody,
0: right, and uh, fortunately, the 18 inches is gone. <laughs> Good. I'm great, right. glad to hear that. Try to uh, weather the storm. I'll talk to you this weekend.
3: Talk to you. Okay, All All right, take care.
0: Bye. Bye. Thanks again to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget, they're the smartest way to hire. My listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Thanks to Gillette. Get Gillette Performance delivered to your door. Be like me. No more getting mad at yourself because you just got back from the grocery store and realized you forgot to buy blades. Subscribe now. Subscribe today. Pick your favorite razor. Get your fourth order free. Visit Gillette online at GilletteOnDemand.com. Thanks to SimplySafe. Studies show security systems deter burglars at a rate of 90%. Safe's 24-7 award-winning protection is just $14.99 a month. No contracts, no hidden fees. Start or cancel the service when it works for you. Now that's a smart investment. For the home security I trust to recommend, go to SimplySafeBS.com with two I's right now. Back on Monday with the cuz breaking down. The round one games. Don't forget to read my column on the ringer.com, The Playoff Gambling Manifesto 5.0. I spent a lot of time on it. Read it. Enjoy the weekend. Talk to you soon.